Hello, loser, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm Evil May, and I hate you. I'm just kidding. This is that that was the meanest possible way to start the. Hi, hello. It's it's. I I promise it's nice, May. In dis- I was in disguise. It's it was because I'm we still. Have, we have two Mays here. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, listen. Uh, the other no, Mays no, being <laughs> escorted out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's gone. So, uh, hello and welcome to Your Take is Excrement, my lovely, beautiful baby. I feel like I need to butter you up because I called you such mean things earlier. Um, and and yes, welcome to the podcast today. <coughs> we are joined by... Neo, uh, or on Twitter, at Angstrom. If you want to find me on Twitter, it's at Nixfears. And we have a podcast Twitter now. That. Oh shit! Your take is X. At your take is X. At your take is X. Okay, don't fuck up the your. Uh, you know. Pl- uh, Listen, I trust. Spelling, I, I trust. Why you are our, our don't users be... to have proper grammar? I I'd like to think that they do. I'd like to think that smart people watch uh, or listen. Listen. See, I'm not a. S- <laughs> so. <laughs> so. All right. Well, what 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 has happened since last time, right? Like, what are things that we need to even bring up? I guess. Uh, oh, also, I guess Neo introduced me, but I'm May. I'm from the internet, and you might know me from the internet. Uh, and and welcome to your take. I believe that's the third time you've you've said I'm May in the minute and forty seconds. We've I been want rolling. the people to know. I want the people to know. So the bit on this podcast today is that we are we are kind of um we are sort of an odd couple situation neo is you know from kenya where uh he learned about god and jesus christ the and and the holy spirit and the holy spirit so all three really uh of the polytheism uh and the mono polytheism (laughs) and and i on the other hand uh am a listen trinitarians don't at me please <laughs> i'm a i'm a dirty dusty texan from the Hellmouth <laughs> who grew up on uh vhs tapes of dirty shit so the bit of this podcast your take is excrement uh if you are a new listener raise your hand if you're a new listener out there couple hands yeah a couple in couple there of- well thank god you know, you, like you, you know i like to see new people you know what i like to see new people on my on my so anyway 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 I'm going to be showing Neo some classic horror, some crazy horror, some wild stuff, and be like, hey, hey, young cat boy, tell me all about your uh, your spicy, spicy takes. And, and they have been spicy. So far. And at the end of this, we are going to be putting it into one of two piles, the pile of um, excrement, like this is my shit, or like n- not. It's not the best gimmick, okay? I haven't well, thought it also, through. Also, after, after a movie we watched recently, and we'll be doing an episode on, I'm not going to name the movie, but I am going to say, after watching this movie, the shit pile, which shit pile it goes into, I don't, I don't like that gimmick as much as I, as I did. It, it, it was ruined to me by... Are uh, you making jokes about Sallow or 120 I Days of Sodom? literally said I wasn't going to say the mo- name yeah, of the Yeah, well, yeah, you said that, yeah. but I didn't say that. I said I could say so, it. So, in the future, we're going to be doing a Sallow episode. You Ita- uh, Italian fucks. Like, why do they make such such movies that get me? 
such oh my God. such movies that get me. Yeah. Ah. Ah. Yeah. So we well. So we've done an Italian film. We did Cannibal Holocaust, and I've just been torturing Neo yeah. with with these Italian movies. Um. So, but today, 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 today. Luckily, luckily, today. Ah, oh, what a beautiful day. We're gonna be talking about something. A little bit nicer, a little bit neater, perhaps equally fucked up. Who Much knows? Much better to look at. A little bit better to look at than Cannibal Holocaust, <laughs> for sure. Uh, we're going to be talking about John Carpenter's classic, The Thing, today. With which, Kurt Russell. Yeah, with, with Kurt Russell. Very important that Kurt Russell is in it. Uh, As promised. Yeah. Uh, I love The Thing. Mm-hmm. It's a good movie. It's Yeah, Kurt, listen, most of the movie I was like, God damn, Kurt Russell's hot. Yeah. Uh Wow. That, that that that's my that's my biggest surface level take is holy hell, what a hot man. Well <laughs> there's so much to talk about here. Uh Keith just, David, sorry, I was doing a little googly. Um I was trying to remember I believe yeah, I was like, it, it is Keith David, yes. yes. Um it's just amazing also in this mm-hmm. uh and and of course every everything about this is classic but so so the bit here is is just neo has not seen an awful lot of john carpenter material really mm-hmm. like what what of the man do you know so i know um i've seen escape from new york okay which also has sexy sexy <laughs> kurt russell so the selling um, point, I think, for Neo is a lot more Kurt Russell and a lot less John Carpenter. You know what I mean? Yeah. I love John Carpenter. Well, he's cl- like he's classic. I've like I've heard about him. One of my favorite musicians, uh, Carpenter Brut's whole bit, as he just makes John Carpenter music. I mean, it's literally Carpenter Brut. Yeah. <laughs> it's literally in the title. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the, the 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 funny thing, I guess, first off the bat is John Carpenter and I have. A very brief sorted past. See, I met Matthew Lillard once at a convention. You'll remember Matthew Lillard as uh, the guy from Scream. He was also in Scooby Doo. He was Shaggy, that guy. Oh, okay. You know, I met him at a. I haven't at a, seen Scream, but a, I, I did see Scooby Doo. We will have is, to watch Scream for the podcast. Scooby Doo might be scarier than Scream. Well, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> see the CG dog? Uh, <laughs> fuck. I saw that way too young in the theaters because my parents thought it would be a kid's movie. Ah, they were wrong. They were incredibly They were so wrong. wrong. It was directed by James Gunn, or written by James Gunn, rather. Uh, but anyway, point being, what was I talking You met... Uh, I met Matthew Lillard at a convention, yes. Um, Matthew Lillard told me at this convention that John Carpenter was dead. <laughs> he was like, John Carpenter died. And I was like, what? And he was like, it was so sad, isn't it? And I was like, looks at phone, goes to John Carpenter's Twitter, sees that he tweeted an hour ago. And I was like, did he die like an hour ago, dog? And he was like, no, it was like a couple of months ago. And I was like, shows matthew lillard my phone (laughs) um hey dog he tweeted an hour ago and he goes well they're not telling the public yet and i was like i well i guess i'll keep my 
my eyes and ears peeled on that one, and it's been years, and John Carpenter remains alive. Alive and well, Matthew Lillard, you fucking liar. I'm pretty sure he was confused with Wes Craven, who he worked with on Scream, and who did, in fact, die. Uh, But he didn't know the fucking difference between John Carpenter and Wes Craven. I'm assuming he was on a lot of drugs. If he wasn't... I would have been surprised. I was on a lot of drugs. So and but but yet lucid enough to know this. So he lives. What the fuck? He lives. He lives. He he lives. John the man, he lives. Um <clears throat> so I love John Carpenter. Uh me and John go back. The John's a funny man in that he started off kind of doing horror stuff. He also was really interested in sci-fi stuff, but primarily he like was interested in in westerns Mm -hmm. and he just never really went into that because there wasn't an awful lot of money in westerns there was a lot more money in horror a lot more money in sci-fi genre stuff made a lot Mm -hmm. more sense for him so he ended up going into a lot of that and then once he actually got established and was able to do stuff he was like all right i'm gonna make my manly man westerns Mm -hmm. but i have to make it appealing for the nowadays kind of crowd so escape from new york right it's just it's a Western in pacing and everything. It's like a neo-Western. Yeah, it's a neo-Western, but it's like cyberpunk. Yeah. You know, to, to appeal to the kiddies. <laughs> well, the there's the crossover between like Westerns and cyberpunk is really, really great and big, but we yeah. don't have time to talk about that because I can go on about oh, that Oh, lordy. But, but, but John Carpenter is like kind of one of the pioneers of that vibe, I mm-hmm. think. And it comes solely from this whole, I like Westerns, but I have to make sci-fi shit. So I'm going to make my sci-fi shit like my Westerns. Mm -hmm. So then you get to the thing, and the thing is just the perfect example of this. It is a Western, but it's a sci-fi movie. It's literally which one of them is the bad guy? It's a snow Western. Yeah, it's it's literally who is the bad guy? Well, he he got that from Tarantino's The Hateful Eight, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, the thing is based on The Hateful Eight. Yeah, so, seems right. Yeah, yeah. Um, no. Uh, the thing is a remake of a, a an even earlier version of the same story, but I think ultimately the the story was originally like the idea was sort of. Now, I could be wrong on this, but I'm pretty sure the bit is. Who's the communist amongst us? We can't tell who the communist is. And then they they go in secret little rooms and they tell each other these things and they spread their little communist ideas. I'm, 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 the, I'm communist. the communist. <laughs> and then they're like, fuck, we have to blow up this whole base to stop the spread of communism. And so, like, <laughs> I think... While that might have been the original trappings, I don't necessarily think that John Carpenter really intended to do that with it. Maybe, no. maybe he did, but I think m- moreover than that, he he's a he's a fairly socially conscious man uh, in his movies. He makes fairly socially conscious films, and I think this one more than anything is about this weird American paranoia that mm. we have about things like communism, right? Uh, more than anything else Mm -hmm. um and i suppose we'll get into that but more than that it's it's interesting i think that john carpenter did this remake with the express purpose of 
kind of retooling it to be about the American paranoia that the original film Mm -hmm. sort of was about. And yeah, he's kind of known for doing that. He's, he's weirdly in touch with meta narrative, John Carpenter. It seems like he's done some acid in his day. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Do you, do you believe this is true? Uh, from the from from those like bug eyes and escape from New York, yes. Okay, fair. Um, so, so John Carpenter's given the ability to do whatever he wants, and he's like, okay, I'm gonna do sci-fi action, but you know, I need my leading man, and so you get you get your like Bruce Campbell on the on like the Sam Raimi side, and there's like a lot of like '80s action guys that are kind of like schlocky and B, but. Kurt Russell is one that kind of he blooms out of this and then he goes on to have like a completely like I don't know he's just he had a huge career and he he's aged like fine wine yes he has I mean he is he is dare I say just as attractive and like bone tomahawk <laughs> like he he's surprisingly fine he morphed into like to like sexy hulk to daddy yeah now i've heard that he's a conservative but oh, no. but i mean stop <laughs> but i mean like info hazard info hazard don't tell but i mean look at him how could he not be you know and but but there's that weird brand of like weird hollywood conservatism where they more hate liberals than anything and they're really bad at explaining like Listen, what I their can, views are i can i can get on who I, doesn't I, I, hate I can, a I can liberal. Get on that like right exactly but but like I don't know. I I think that I think that annoyed with Hollywood liberalism isn't necessarily conservatism, but it's hard to say and I don't know the man personally. Well, <clears throat> think don't we haven't done any research on this. So no. if he said something like real spicy on Twitter, we don't know about it. We're not trying to support <laughs> him Neos. or his ideals at all. I'm running some some PR bullshit. Catboy uh, is terrified of getting canceled on Twitter no, for the uh, thing episode, but yeah. he didn't mind the possibility. He didn't mind doing hi everyone. I did Cannibal Holocaust on acid, because and he didn't mind uh, get this fag out of here and panic or and, and, ah, fan of the paradise. Of the op- yeah, <laughs> why fan can't we get f- ah? All right, hey, all right. Now that we got that out of our systems, yes. So. The thing, the thing, the episode, the the podcast that we we do, this mm-hmm. one that we're doing right now, it's called "Your Take Is Excrement," and the bit with it is that we uh, have to have takes. So I have to now ask the cat boy, what are thy takes? Well, before we do takes, we got to do the summary. Oh well, I guess that's right. Well, you do the summary. Yeah, as as normal. I always do the summary. Go, cat boy, go. All right, so. The thing starts with Norwegians shooting at a dog, which made me really bummed out <laughs> when we first watched it. Yeah. Um, I was literally like, well, I hope that dog's okay, because it starts with like the dog running through the snow. I was like, oh, I hope nothing bad happens oh, to no, that dog. Oh, no, the pupper. Oh, no. What, what, what a good little boy. See, that's John Carpenter getting his hooks in you right there. And then Norwegians show up in a helicopter to shoot the shit out of this dog, <laughs> and they fuck up and can't hit the dog. And then they crash their helicopter, blow up. I think they're trying to throw a grenade at the dog. Yes. Um, and then one of the Norwegians is like, I'm going to shoot this dog. Um, and then the Americans are like, why are you trying to shoot the dog? And he's being erratic and pointing guns. So the Americans gun him down. 
as we do. Um, and they, they, they take this poor pupper in, and it turns out that this poor little pupper uh, is a is an alien monstrosity. And in short order, it kills and absorbs all the other dogs um, and then starts to kill and transform into people. So the bit is, is it can be a perfect replica of anything it gets its like little alien hands on for a little bit. Right. And so I think there's there's two elements at play here. Number one is that there's like this tangible literal problem, which mm-hmm. is like it's harrowing and horrifying to watch everything melt and, and congeal with the same matter into different things. That's kind of horrifying and stark. It's like body horror plus mm-hmm. uh, fear of the unknown. It's There's a lot of things in there. Uh, uncanny yeah. stuff. And then on the other hand, there's like the entirely political, mm-hmm. which is like this thing is a symbol for something lurking within our friend group that's toxic. Right. You know, um, it, 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 it'll spread. Exactly. It's something toxic within our friend group that will spread. And then, so then the whole movie is they're trying to find out who's the alien. It's, it's basically. And I hate that these words are coming out of my mouth, but it's among us. It is among us. And so, Fuck me. And so the whole bit is is they're trying to figure out who who it is, and people keep on dying. Yeah. And the only way to kill it is to burn it alive, which is right. And so this like this research based in Antarctica randomly has like six flamethrowers. <laughs> right. And so thank God for that. For a good part of the movie, it's just Kurt Russell and Keith David running around with fucking flamethrowers. Like you, like you, which, 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 what, what you would want. Yeah, it's it's ideal. Ideal, truly. Um, and Wilford Brimley is also in it. He has a noose in his room. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of funny. Um, we need to continue yes. explaining the plot so, of the film. Uh, they they do all these things to try to find out what the alien is. Um, it ultimately just keeps on foiling them, and they keep on burning people alive for being aliens. Uh, and then. The movie ends with them blowing up the base and the alien spaceship. And um, uh, Kurt Russell and Keith David make it out alive. And so they, they, they sit there and they, they're like, we're going to take a nap and then kill each other. <laughs> and then the movie ends. Right. And so the bit is that like there they are at the end. And they can't trust each other, even though they both are pretty much certain that they're not the thing. The thing, they they still can't. Yeah, they have they have to be sure. They have to be sure. Well, and and part of the whole dynamic is like Keith David and Kurt Russell have been butting heads the whole movie, right? And they finally get along, and they have to kill each other, (laughs) right? And so, and the other thing is like them having to do all this for the good of humanity, Mm -hmm. like. They, they're going to have to uh, to die and kill each other and destroy all of this stuff for the good of humanity mm-hmm. because if this thing touches humanity at all, it's like fucked. It's over. Right. So at the beginning of the movie, we see them like shooting a dog and at the end of the movie, we're like, oh, we completely understand why the mm-hmm. guy was shooting the dog, uh, which is spicy 
to make me want a dog to be dead. I, I know. So it's funny sitting next to you and you going, oh, no, oh the, no pupper. the pupper. And I, I'm watching the movie going, yeah, get that fucking pupper. And, <laughs> I, and I know they don't get it, but I'm like, damn, they could have very easily stopped this whole thing if they would have <laughs> just let that Norwegian shoot that goddamn dog. Yeah. Um, so that, that is my biggest take is just like, damn, they sh- those Americans should have let them shoot that goddamn doc. Yeah. Well, so something you said earlier about the, the original story being about communism, it's actually, um, kind of thinking on that. It's a lot of, a lot of what the alien does is reminiscent of communism or, or, or is, is reminiscent of, of what people are scared of communism think communism is because it's. It's taking all these. It's taking all this individual stuff, and it's making it part of this collective. Right. It's collectivizing the individual. Yeah, and so and so, and that's what that's what that's what like America as a culture is most terrified of, is 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 losing any aspect of, of individuality. individuality. Yeah. And it, and, and it doesn't matter if that will drastically improve their existence. <laughs> But right, embracing collectivism is something they're terrified of. Yeah, and it's just like it's like what my uh, political science teacher said in, in college about like Texas specifically is this like rugged individualism, it's right? Like the exactly. defining trait of in specific Texas and in general America, right? And well, and so, like rugged individualism is such a Western trope. Mm-hmm. It's like such a Western thing. And it embodies exactly why Kurt Russell is like the perfect Western character. <laughs> exactly. Because he's like the perfect individual. Like, you can't make him a collective. You can't turn him into soup. He, you look can't, at that beard. Yeah, you can't melt that man look into. That. He's not like the rest of us. Like he's when, better than us. Whenever he folds his arms and, and like looks down over the over his nose. Exactly. Like, it makes me want. You one, can't tame him. I want. Yeah. He's the power top of all power tops. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about a man who, if if anybody on earth had two two cocks, I bet it would be him, you know? And so and that's just where I'm at with Kurt Russell. And so, I don't know. Like, rugged individualism turning into collectivism is a very, very good point. Mm-hmm. Um, it's sort of the cowboy western Texas thing. Right. All of it comes together. Yeah. Ah, beautiful. Well, it's so then the other, then the other like obvious takeaway from the movie right now in our times is it is it's a coronavirus movie a little bit like because the whole movie is is you you have all your friends and you care about them, but they might fucking kill you. So they and gotta get in their fucking room, and if they come out, you gotta shoot. You them. gotta gun them down. Yeah, and it's like it's like this weird, um, like not arms race, but like like this weird like. Like, what's wrong, mom? What's Why that? are you scared of the test, mom? Yeah. Why are you so scared of it, mom? Give me your blood, mom. Yeah. Like, get the va- Like, get the vaccine. Get the vaccine. Why won't you get it? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And it's like, well, and it's like, it's like when it first happened, like before we had mask mandates, like when it was all just news stories. Yeah. You know, I was in Costco, and I I I, I get really really bad allergies, and I like get yeah. bronchitis like yearly. So right. I had a cough. And I was coughing in Costco and literally, cause you know, the, uh, the aisles at Costco are like shoulder height. Yeah. So I was coughing and literally everybody in the store, like 200 fucking people just staring at me. And I'm in the middle of the store, of the store buying fucking like cheese puffs, coughing. And everyone is like, 
Get the flamethrower. <laughs> oh my god. Get the flamethrower, get it in a little giant. Quarantine. Burn him alive. Quarantine this one. Yeah. So yeah. it's like and, and, and that's like it, it's the same exact fucking vibe. That's the vibe. Of like of like, oh, you, you coughed? Right, exactly. Where were you? Where were you twenty minutes ago? Hmm? Were you with your buddy? Like Right. Well in like the first time we see Wilfred Brimley, he's like God damn it, we're all going to fucking die. We all have to isolate. We can't talk to each other. This is super fucked. We have to fucking blow everything up. Yeah. And they're like, hey, 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 calm down. Go go isolate yourself. So they isolate him, and then they leave him for a little while. They come back to him, and he's got a noose hanging in his room. Yeah. And it's just like the big COVID mood is like you leave somebody in the snow for long enough without communication. Well, Eventually, they're just going to be like, I could hang myself. <laughs> well, they, like- come, they come back, and he's like, I'm better now. You can let me out. I'm not going to do anything drastic. There's just a fucking noose hanging in this shot. They're like, yeah, I think he's going to... I don't think he's <laughs> an alien. I don't think the alien's killing itself. The whole way he was the alien. Ah, but yes, that's the fucked up bit. Um, so, I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of weird how, how it manifests in mm-hmm. that ideological way. But also, I mean, like enough... Enough cannot be said about how the movie is like visceral and disgusting mm-hmm. and yeah. grody and nasty. It's the special effects are just above and beyond. Yeah, well and I mean I the thing that I would probably say is that it's kind of an iconic kind of special effect where it's right. like you've seen this before without mm. having to see this movie. Right. Knowing that it originated here is obligatory. Well, you watched Rick and Morty. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well there's this shot that where where after he like um he, they like kill someone or they like burn someone alive and the head pops off right and, like grows legs and they fucking gun it down yeah like th- that shot is in every fucking adult cartoon ever pretty much it's in Rick and Morty it's in Solar Opposites uh if you haven't seen Netflix's Inside Job oh yeah it's, it, there's a JFK walking head in Inside Job oh yeah that's right I think that's where I got this idea too I so think we it, were watching that and I was like we need to watch fucking that thing yeah and then yeah. we just turned it on immediately after so like it's it's this weird kind of like body horror yeah and I you know what out of everything in horror like the one part of horror I really enjoy is like cyberpunk body horror mm-hmm like well fuck it, me i got some shit to show you then well Damn. It, like, it's like i haven't actually seen akira but you know the akira ah, come on now we'll have to do that at some point we will but yeah so it's like i loved all of the fucking special effects it's just so gross and like squishy and mm-hmm. oh, well it's, it's very it's it's very um we're very used to cg yeah these days so you see this and it, it actually sells. You're like, mm-hmm. oh fuck, that doesn't look like a special effect. That genuinely looks like that person's fucked up. It's kind of like um, we were also casually watching the Toxic Avenger the other day, and right. there's the part where the kid gets his head hit by the car, and like the the they're taking Polaroids of it, and it genuinely looks real. Like it right. looks like it's a real kid got his head squished and. Mm-hmm. And you're like, ah, fuck. And it's it's that that kind of gore where mm-hmm. you're just like, ah, fuck. Like, ah, that's real, man. Yeah. And that's pretty rare in a, in a time where we're very, very used to CG. Matter of fact, there's a remake. You don't know about this, but there's a remake of this movie, The Thing. Uh, I know. What? Uh, that Where they, they did the monster uh, in CG. 
Was it bad? Yes. I, I'm shocked. Yeah, apparently they tried to update the special effects and they got like, I want to say it was like Greg Nicotero or somebody really, really cool to do the effects. And mm-hmm. they, they put like all this care and time into it. And then they showed the studio and the studio didn't like it. And they were like CG over the whole fucking movie. But it's the thing is perfect. Why would you? I know. You why would it? you fucking do that? <laughs> like, well, and and first off, why why would you do that? Number one and number two, the thing notably wasn't a success. It, it was a pretty big failure for John huh. Carpenter at the time. Yeah, isn't that insane? I guess people have bad taste. <laughs> well, the thing, you know, The Shining was also kind of a failure when it came out. Uh, I people usually aren't ready for shit like this. Well, listen, I'm I'm fine with people bullying Kubrick. <laughs> Kubrick can take it. Kubrick Kubrick's a little bitch boy. Kubrick needs to have his ego knocked down so many pegs. Oh yeah, we need Every to dig up his his decrepit, decayed corpse and <laughs> knock his ego down a couple pegs. Oh yeah, smash it in with a hammer. He's British, right? Yes. Of course he was. Of course he fucking was. <laughs> God damn it. So. Yeah, the 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 thing is is fucking great, and I I love it a lot, and it's very very good. And I am now currently realizing that we are coming up on about halfway, about thirty minutes, and I'm noticing that we have pretty much exhausted our takes. Well, see, and that's like the thing is so good that like you can't really have any any takes about it other than, well, hot damn, that was good. Yeah, and so the good news is I came prepared. I knew this was going to happen, people oh. at home. I did. Oh. I had a feeling because like ultimately there's only a few things you can really say about something as classic and good as the thing. We love the effects. We think that the messaging is neat and cool. It's also interesting to debate whether or not it's about like is it a left wing or right wing, but ultimately it's true. Like mm-hmm. it's something true about Americans and humans. Uh, and and our relationship with the and, other world and how we interact with isolation and exactly but the thing we promised last time god damn it the thing we promised last time was we were going to talk about kurt, kurt russell kurt motherfucking russell primarily and yes. so i figured we would do the first half of this podcast the thing we would kind of go over our miniature takes and then for the second half we're just going to do a little bone tomahawk Little Bone Tomahawk? Yeah, what do you think? The movie's not problematic whatsoever. Not at all. So we're going to do a teensy tiny little little breaky poo, and we're going to do a little plug for our drum roll. Patreon. That's right, gays. We got one. We got one for you. Hell yeah. Just for you. For you and for me. Yeah, so for we're going to- to help me. Well, fuck. I guess we're doing the ad right now. I was going to say we need to do a break to do the ad, but now we're just doing it. Now so, we're just doing the ad. Hello, and welcome to the ad. Um, you've listened to our podcast. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. I would listen to this. I, just I do listen to this. Yeah. I, I mean, you do. You yeah. have to. You I edit, edit it. <laughs> so <laughs> there it is. But I, I have a fun time doing it because I'm like, wow, that was fun. Yeah. It's a good conversation. Yeah, you know, it's it's a pleasant, pleasant time. So yeah. if you have a pleasant time, uh, then throw us a couple bucks on Patreon. Yeah. We, we opened it up. And we're, we're thinking about doing this other thing, and we're, we're going to talk about it now and just mention it. Leave a comment. Say something on Twitter. I don't know. We're all on yeah, Twitter. At me. Uh, we want to do a thing where it's like, if you want your ad in the middle of the podcast you can we'll have like a patreon tier 
you can pledge. Listen, listen. And we'll do an ad. We we may be communists, but May has developed a <laughs> crippling addiction to nerds robes. <laughs> so I need we're, those nerds we're running ropes, out of resources to just cram nerds robes into May. So so stuff them in my fucking so while, pie hole. We are and communists. We're willing to shill out to get May some nerds robes. Right. So if you want an ad in the middle of this son of a bitch, or just a shout out or something like that. Uh, we're thinking about doing like a 50 or something, $75 we'll, tier or we'll something crazy. Something we, like that. We, we don't know. But but anyway, uh, we figured we'd mention it now. But but anyway, so Anywho. head on over to the Patreon. We'll have a link somewhere. Uh, we'll figure it out. Yeah, we're, we're getting there. But but anyway, so. You'll find us or we'll find you. Oh. oh okay. <laughs> uh, so today on Your Take is Excrement, we're going to be talking about... Uh, Bone Tomahawk, which is a film directed by Kurt Russell, starring Patrick Stewart and um, Kurt Russell. I'm sorry, I'm entirely I. S. Craig Zoller directed this, and Kurt Russell is in the yeah. movie, and Patrick Wilson is also in the movie. I was I was thinking hard on where you got Patrick Stewart from. I was trying to just grab names from my brain just to be annoying, and. Patrick Stewart just was like, yes, he's the wrongest person for this. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Bone Tomahawk, a Western, neo-Western, violent neo-Western. Oh, so violent. Uh, and problematic. Very problematic. Questionably problematic. Enjoyable? Yes. Great. Uh-huh. Uh, neo, tell the people what so, the fuck Bone Tomahawk's bit is. The plot of Bone Tomahawk. Is there troglodytes, and in them their caves, in, in the they caves, their, they them hills, and they them hills, and so the the bad part of the movie is troglodytes are uh, Native Americans who are mutated to have like superhuman strength and weird whistles in their throats, and how they try to get away from this being really fucking problematic. They have a Native American dude come and explain how how the troglodytes. A very literal Native yeah, person. Yeah, he shows up and he's like, "How? I'm here to explain how the troglodytes are <laughs> racist." <laughs> yeah, and you're just like, "Jeez, yeah, dude! Like, 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 please they, don't." Like, they aren't Native. They're they're monsters. They're not men anymore. So that you can't be racist because they're monsters. And it's like, right. oh my god! <laughs> but so it's, it's a whole brain trip. Like going aside, like moving right on past that. <laughs> the movie's about this lady who gets kidnapped and a sheriff who gets kidnapped by the troglodytes and Kurt Russell has to wrangle up a posse to ride down the troglodytes and rescue the white woman. Yeah, so basically if you've ever seen Birth of a Nation <laughs> Uh Yeah, and, 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 and well so the whole bit is like Kurt Russell is like in the movie is is like, you know, cool with Native Americans and stuff. <laughs> but another character's whole bit is Boy, does he love killing Native Americans. Yeah, and, and he has no gripe with doing that. No. He loves it. He's happy he's doing it, and he's vibing. And he he it's, loves it. He, it. he just, it makes him... Makes him hard in his makes pantaloons. Him hard. So, um, they gather this posse, including an incredibly racist man. And uh, an old man who's kind of an idiot. Yeah, and like old boomer. And then Patrick Wilson, whose leg is broken. Whose leg is broken. So they're they're riding into the hills to try to find the troglodytes. 
They so, them hills. They them hills. So they can rescue the poor white woman from the, the native troglodyte. Right, which does sound an awful lot like Birth of a Nation now that I think about it. I, Only they're not the KKK. They're something else entirely. A posse. A posse. Am I not allowed to like this movie anymore? <laughs> I don't know. See, that's a, this is my question, and is, I think that's what we're going to end up we, talking are, are, about are here. Are we allowed to like it because of our heritage? Well, yeah. So, so a bit here is that Neo and I are both of Native heritage, and like pretty strong Native heritage, especially like God damn, Neo, you you very much look it. Like, and and I I am I am from Oklahoma. I am from the Chickasaw tribe. And I'm from the Cherokee tribe. Oh, well, how oh, about look that? At that? You know, you actually, yeah, that yeah. that makes a lot yeah. of sense. Anyway, so now that we've said that, does that mean that we're allowed to like it, or does that mean that we have to fucking hate it? Well, this movie is oppressing our people, Neo. I but. <laughs> Kurt Russell's so hot. I fucking know. And he's hot. And, and he, he's like he's like old man daddy hot. Well, and he gets he gets his shit fucking ended. He gets his shit ran. He he has a bad day. Well, so okay, so so this posse of motherfucking racists and an idiot right. roll Come up rolling in. And they get their shit wrecked. Right. Which is the to be honest, the the thing about it is if the movie is racist. And if the movie is bad or something like that, the movie has this awkward awareness. Right. Where they they go rolling in there, these white guys, and they're like, yeah, we're going to kill these native people, these stupid native people, immediately get their shit wrecked. Yeah. Well, so so the bit is one guy has a broken leg, so he's like lagging behind because he can't keep up with everyone without broken legs. So they all go in ahead of him, and the, the idiot... Kurt Russell and the racist just get their shit ran. Right. And so then he has to go on a one man adventure to save his wife. Right. Um, so it's a little bit different of a vibe at that point. And the other thing is like, you know, uh, <sighs> so it's interesting that we're talking about this because we've also talked about cannibal Holocaust, a similar film, mm-hmm. uh, with a similar vibe. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, it's, it's kind of the same sort of deal where at the end it's like, okay, I know that these aren't native people. These are troglodytes, but hear me out here now. Yeah. They kind of are native people, homie. Well, it's like, and so, so they, they, they have the scene with the native guy and he's like, oh, these aren't natives. They're troglodytes. They're monsters. But then they embody all these like racist stereotypes of exactly. native Americans. And it's like, huh. It's kind of like a, okay, guys, now I want to make a movie. That's really racist, but I know better than to be blatant about it. Yeah. So we're gonna say the the loud part really quietly, really, as quietly as possible. Well, it would be like <laughs> be like a movie in Africa where it's like it's like oh they're not they're they're not Africans they're monsters and it's just like the most racist like like right exactly fucking depiction of a black person. It's like that's a monster. And it's like but that's racist right like, exactly that doesn't make it less racist that makes it more racist <laughs> exactly it would like legitimately probably be less racist for them to be like be like yeah this this tribe they're dicks they kidnapped your people like i'm, I'm gonna help you get them yeah i uh, like, no, i know that tribe those people are assholes they're assholes like they're imperialist let, fucks yeah let me help you 
Right, like, exactly. That would be so much less racist if yeah. they just literally had Native Americans as the as the bad guys, right? Instead of pretending that they're that they're not. Right now, I understand that the the lead singer, or I'm sorry, the lead, the director of this is the lead singer of a doom metal band. So wait, really? Yes. Wow. Uh, that explains something. It, it, <laughs> it explains something. Explains the tone. Yeah, the tone, which is which is doom. basically people get their shit killed. Bad. Someone gets like bisected and like, and the camera just focuses on it as they're just like cutting him in half, like ass to head. And it's, it's beautiful. I, if I remember correctly, like a turd falls out. <laughs> like, 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 I, I have this memory of like a little <laughs> nugget falling out as I like bisected. I think that was his cock, honey. I think What's it was probably difference? his. Uh, uh, you know, at that point, right? It's all shit at that point. <laughs> yeah. Um, wow. Yes. Yeah. So there's a there's a total bisection and oh boy. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Yeah. Oh boy. And then how does Kurt Russell like they like throw a cask in the fire mm-hmm. and then like cut him open and shove it into his chest cavity? Yeah. Uh, the Spicy. Ra- the racist like blows himself up with dynamite, if I remember correctly. He does. Yeah, he's uh, like which he's is like, funny. they ain't gonna get my body. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, leave me here. I will kill as many as I can. And, and then, then he do- dies he, like a bitch. He doesn't, right? He no, doesn't he gets any- a tomahawk no. in the face. Yeah, and they run away. Yeah, <laughs> like, pathetic. Yeah. Well, but see, that's the thing, right? Is the movie racist? Well, or is the movie aware? But is the movie aware and racist? Or is the movie, like, weird Tarantinoing the whole thing, where it's, like, doing the thing while also trying to comment on it? I think it's Tarantino in the thing, but it's, it's like, it's, 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 it's fucking Hollywood liberalism where it's like some (laughs) shitty fucking white dude who doesn't know anything about what he's talking about, trying to, trying to tell me about something. And it's like, shut the fuck up, Mzungu, like, shove (laughs) off. Well, so, so, S. Craig Zoller has another movie called Brawl in Cell Block 99. And I'm we should watch it for the podcast, but I'm mm-hmm. going to quickly, very briefly tell you the plot of it so that you can hear uh, what other shit he's been up to. Right. So it's a prison movie. Um, guy is a white, white guy, loses his job, works uh, with a Mexican gang, uh, doing dealing drugs, doing drug stuff. The Mexican gang is crazy. He's like, I don't want to work with these crazy people. Uh, uh, something goes south. The Mexican gang really wants to shoot up the cops, but Bradley's like, I respect the 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 cops in this town, so I'm gonna kill the people I came with. He so he goes to jail because he he per, he shot the people he was working with to protect the police from the shootout and so they send him to prison and then a gang kidnaps his wife and is like we're going to uh cut off the arms and legs of your baby while mm-hmm. it's in her womb uh, if you don't go to the <laughs> deepest darkest pit of the prison and beat the shit out of this one prisoner. <laughs> well, well, so, so, Bo Tomahawk is what is a movie you really, really like. Yeah, don't don't deny it. But then, <laughs> but when you're pitching it to me, you're like, I have a western I want to show you. And I went, great. I like neo westerns. I like old westerns. Yeah. I 
I don't I don't like the shitty bad racist westerns, which to be fair is a lot of them. But I like <laughs> I like a good western. Yeah, like a good neo western. And so I'm like, hell yeah, I like westerns. And May's like, it's called Bone Tomahawk. And my immediate thought was. That well, sounds that sounds racist, racist as fuck. <laughs> like, wait, a Western about people who use bones to make tomahawks. That sounds bad. I don't like how that sounds. Yeah. So, like, even, it's just, like, from. <laughs> and the weird thing is just, aesthetically, it immediately grabs you. Yeah. The movie starts, and you're immediately hooked. The yeah. dialogue is spicy, and you're like, huh. It comes across, like, dialogue that wasn't the first pass the second pass or the right. third pass but like the 12th or 13th look at it and the person had an ironic right well like bent to the way they even looked at the dialogue so, at that point like kurt russell's in it and he's great and i love him <laughs> and i i'm right. i've oof. but he has uh, so much to do on screen he has so much to do on screen but no what i'm saying is is he wasn't my favorite character Right. unfortunately and i don't know why my favorite character is the shitty racist well cuz he's just Cause he's suave and collected and like, but he's also weirdly pathetic. Yeah, and he's also just kind of an asshole. Yeah, but but in, in the way that's like, mm, I I like that. <laughs> but like, but so there's like my favorite scene in the movie is there's a bit where they're they're going down to camp and he's yeah. setting up these this like string of bells, which is like a thing people do in D and D. So that's like why I immediately mm-hmm. was like, holy shit, that's, that's awesome. As <laughs> Craig so Zoller like, has played D and D in his life. <laughs> so he set up this string of bells and he's like, all right, now if you hear the bells, you shoot. Cause it's either a coyote or someone coming to do us harm. Cause no one comes this close without declaring their intentions unless they're right. aiming to do harm. And so then there's like a bit later where they're all sleeping and you hear a jingle and everyone's trying to grab their gun and he immediately like sits up and just bam, bam, bam coyote and then lies back down <laughs> well and, and the like, fucked without... up thing is like this feels like a D or deadlands campaign yes really yeah. when you really look at it it feels like four people did a D campaign it's a fucking well it's a D game and it reinforces the core the, the number one rule the core rule of D and that's don't fucking split the party yeah weird yeah weird weird it, weird yeah this like literally you could do this in deadlands yeah well and what the fuck like i almost want to throw ten dollars in the ring here and say it fucking was yeah like at some point this was that and then he was like i've got an idea for a book for those of you who don't know deadlands is a variation on the savage world rpg system that well in deadlands as a system of savage worlds has always been really horrifically racist yes um because our rpgs in the 90s were spicy spicy as fuck uh listen i play shadowrun it's so much worse but uh no yeah so it's like the fact that the, the racist movie from like racist western stereotypes probably came from from a <laughs> from a Deadlands game, it just unsurprising. Fits. Unsurprising. It fits. It fucking fits. Well, and so yeah, I don't know. It's like if I had gripes, and I'm going to now say them. Uh, watching the thing and watching this, right? Um, the thing has this like eye for specific things. It's just like got this like this 
this material reality to it. Mm -hmm. It's just unforgettable. All of Mm -hmm. it. All of it. Like, pretty much every scene and shot of the thing is just completely unforgettable. Well, and, like, every every scene <laughs> when, when they do the weird, gross prosthetics right. or, like, the, the, the effects is, like, seared into my brain in the best way possible. It's like, it's like a holy shit, that's awesome. Exactly. Well, and, and Bone Tomahawk has a couple of good, like, little bits, but for the most part, the, the, the way it looks isn't a significant thing it looks a little on the cheap side a lot of the times they're just laying on the dirt right and and that's fine i mean it's very well written it's very eloquent Mm -hmm. but the the funny thing about it is it's extremely cheap and when you really look into it i think it was like dirt cheap like no money whatsoever just like Mm -hmm. hardly anything and uh and everybody who was working in it you know Richard Jenkins, Patrick Wilson, uh, fucking Kurt Russell, everybody who's in this worked pretty much at their SAG minimums to make it as cheap as I possible. I want you to guess how much money this took to make. <laughs> I'm gonna throw five million in there. Five million? Yeah. One point eight million. One point eight. See, and so if it looks a little cheap at one point eight million, okay, Google the ha- the hateful eight budget. Let's see what that is. Full eight. For comparison, the Hateful Eight was shot on seventy millimeter Technicolor, the uh, ultra wide. Like so, it was. They invented a camera to shoot. So on I want it. you to guess. I'm going to guess one hundred and fifteen million. Uh, forty-four to sixty-two million. Yeah, I'm going to call bullshit, <laughs> but but we'll go with that. We'll we'll say it was that, but still, like. You know, that that sounds about, but compare, right? Compare the difference of, of, you know, literally 30, 40 million dollars extra on screen. And also, you said a million five or a million eight? A million eight. Yeah, a million eight. I mean, like, the, for comparison, I think The Witch was made for like a million or two. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's that's like a bottle movie. And this is not a bottle movie. Like, there are actual locations in this. They're shooting in daylight. Um there's a lot of good shit in this. There's a lot of stunts. It's it's pretty solid for yeah. for for 1.8. That's mm-hmm. nuts. Like yeah. that's seriously cheaper than anything else. So I can't really fault it for not having the greatest cinematic eye. And I think that sometimes the coloring is a little much. Sometimes it's like, ah, oh, welcome to the old saloon. Yeah. You know, it's kind of got that vibe to it. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day. Um, I think it's a decent D and D quest turned movie <laughs> with Kurt Russell. And and I can't say this enough. I like a movie that's really fucking gruesome. Mm-hmm. And it's it's rare that a movie gets this gruesome. Oh, it gets especially real a western. Gruesome. Yeah, and I love that. Well, because like the you know the tradition of westerns is like you know with the, all the fucking Hays Code shit, and it's like oh <laughs> exactly. you better not show you better not show like legitimate violence. Yeah, exactly. You can't do that shit. But here it's like oh, finally a western that can just do what it wants, and I think that that's what Tarantino wanted to do too. Right. Or it's just here's a western that can just do what it wants. Mm-hmm. That's just genuinely honest, and so I I almost want. I almost like that movement more than I like this movie. Does that right. make sense? Mm-hmm. Well, 
so so part of why I like this movie is is I I have a simple like little little lizard brain mm-hmm. where you you just have like four dudes together on the dusty trail and like sweet, cowboy wholesome hats. wife guys sweet wholesome wife guys on the lonesome trail like trying to trying to save a wife with their cowboy hats and their little little strings of bells mm-hmm. I just like it yeah it's I sweet. like. Like I like cowboy stuff, so you know. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's sweet. It's got. It's it's. It, I like to play pretend. I I want to be a cowboy. <laughs> yeah, and so I don't know. It's just like it's got this like dumb, stupid charm to it too. Yeah, it's got this horror element to it. Um, it's got. It's just. It's spicy. Mm-hmm. I, I like that. Uh, it's just appealing. Overall, and and I I cannot say enough for Kurt Russell and his mustache. I think the other thing is everybody's performances are fabulous, okay. and they they genuinely give it their all, which is crazy given that the movie was made for one point eight. It's right. got Kurt Russell in it. Well, I wonder I wonder almost if it's like an underground like Hollywood cabal ring yeah it's like it's like kurt russell's in a basement like it's like they can't see me okay <laughs> and he just played deadlands with the director <laughs> this is all his dnd campaign yeah. uh like, all right my cowboy is gonna pull out his pull out his flask and poison it <laughs> <laughs> oh i'm gonna i'm gonna oh, roll shit for up. that Oh right, fuck! Right, what's the what's the threshold? <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Hey! Kills two, wounds one. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! You know you're gonna die from this, right, Kurt? I don't care. God damn it! <laughs> I did good. <laughs> At least I got him. I I did as good as I could. Uh, <laughs> you know. So I don't know. It, I'm just my my thing is I'm I'm used to westerns being racist. Yeah, I'm used to rest westerns being racist. I'm used to them being problematic, and I'm used to them sucking dick just mm-hmm. generally. So, so the thing, while it may potentially be about how we need to stop the spread of communism or something horrible. Uh, it's also just like a really good paranoid Western. So all of those expectations of what a Western is going to be are right there, right in the forefront. And I'm just like, boom, got it. Bone Tomahawk, objectively probably <laughs> racist. But but still, with all of that expectation in there, it it does the, the thing I want. It's gruesome, crazy, weird. It's very well performed. Everyone took it really seriously i cannot stress enough that i love richard jenkins who's the he's the silly old man in mm-hmm. this he's fabulous i love him silly he's old great wife guy yeah silly old wife guy and also just wholesome wife guy movie yeah you know because well, you have like, you have the hot wife guy you have the silly white wife guy yeah you have the racist wife guy and you have the crippled wife guy right and that's your cast so so what i'm gonna i want to call it a neo western but i almost also want to call it a neo exploitation hmm. like you know like some kind of new exploitation right it's like you know it's it's still racist but this time they're wife guys yeah you know what i mean it's like <laughs> right it's like what if we use the the shitty racist model to explore these ideas of like what what is what is masculinity and it's over it's over 40 look like you know right. what i mean like and they're also 
awkwardly kind of all they're men at different stages of their right. lives and, and they're different all, paths. Like they're all just really wholesome. I, I also I also have this weakness for like wholesome <clears throat> dude movies where it's oh, like yeah for sure like because like like, like, like like a Knight's Tale yeah. Yeah, and like, like there's huge a, there's like an aspect of Bone Tomahawk where they're taking care of the, the guy with the broken leg. Yeah. So so there's this thing where he has these camaraderie. Bags. Yeah, and they're like they're like like hey, we're gonna we're gonna split up your load between the three of us because you can't handle it. Yeah, exactly. And it's just like and it's just like yeah, we're just you know you're gonna spill from the saddle. I'm trying to prevent that accident. Yeah. So it's it's just this like uh, it's like yeah, well, us four dudes we you know we may have disagreements. But we got each other. Yeah, but at least we got each other. Because we all got to go find his wife. <laughs> exactly. And it's, and yeah, it is all, we got to go find O'Dwyer's wife. Yeah. Like, and that is the whole, like, capital P point. Like, we got to find Mrs. O'Dwyer. That is all. And, and that's just hilarious. Yeah, it's um, wholesome. It's wholesome. Like, but. I wish it wasn't racist. Yeah, I wish it wasn't Birth of a Nation, but if it, you know, but at least like there's not like the they're they're going to rape her, they're going to. Well, there I is. I mean, there is a little bit there of that, is, but absolutely. Well, and they also do that to their women, which is great, and they, they pepper not that in there at the at end, all. and also not racist at all. Definitely, uh, definitely not at all. You know, they probably would do it. They probably would go that direction, wouldn't they? Yeah. Let's just be real about that. Listen, I mean, you're going to tell me that there's some naked cannibals who make tomahawk out of bones, and you're telling me that they're not going to rape people? Like, there are, they, like, no, 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 you're going to no, tell me you're that, right. that they're raping this group of people, but they're they're going to draw the line at the white people? Yeah, 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 come on. Right, come exactly. On. Oh, the, come on now. <laughs> come on now. Come on now. Come on now. So, uh, let us convene the final moments uh the thing john carpenter's thing? legendary the thing goes into the great shit pile great shit pile it's, it's no argument like like it, it, if you disagree with us please i don't want to be associated with you stop <laughs> stop talking to me like well yeah it's just it's a, it's a spicy movie there's the part where they've they got the paddles and they're putting the paddles oh, yeah. on the guy's chest and it's just like his hands just go directly I, into his chest and he gets bit by the guys like i read something on that the other day yes or to do that they had a guy with no <laughs> arms and they, they gave him prosthetic arms and so he stuck the arms in and then actually like chomped and pulled the arms away because he, he didn't have any oh arms. wow so oh that's my that's god well, thank God for that. It's like a Jodorowsky movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Lordy. Uh, yeah, great shit. Good shit. Great shit. Uh, the slight, it's a slight, tiny, little, microscopic little recommendation for Escape from New York, too, in there. Yeah. Also good shit. Got to check it out. I mean, Halloween's a little past us at this point. John Carpenter's very much an October vibe. Like, he's got the spooky action movies, yeah. you know? So, um we can kind of like we're gonna move past John Carpenter probably in the future and do a bunch of other shit, but uh, we do really like John Carpenter in this house, and uh, he's great shit. Bone Tomahawk. I. Where are we at, Neo? I, unfortunately, enjoy it. I unfortunately enjoy it too, but see, okay, so where are we at? We we put Cannibal Holocaust in the in the good shit pile. We did. We did, we did, with we did. With a big caveat. Well, with the big... Well, and so what if we do the same yeah, thing here? Yeah, big mean, caveat. We just, we just, it's the same thing. We just throw it in the pile and we call it a big caveat. It's racist. Probably. Probably. Oh. Well. Somebody out there is going to be like, no, it's not. Well, 
All right, Dylan. and we're gonna be like, <laughs> all right, Dylan. All right, Dylan. <laughs> Thanks for your opinion. I appreciate it. Um, we probably shouldn't be making movies at the potential Native Americans' expense, right? That's the bit. Yeah. I mean, well, could, couldn't we have a Western where it's not at Native Americans' expense? This, well, but it's this thing where it's like, why don't you just go take it to, like, hi- literally just hire somebody to help you write a story that's not racist? Yeah. Like, it's like... I mean, that would help. Spend, like... I, I guarantee you people will do it for fucking free. Probably. Like, like just... But for a million point eight, <laughs> they were like, they were like, give, fuck. Give someone like 200 fucking bucks and have them explain the cultural insensitivities of your They did movie. have a native person like come in and they were like, hello, but I'd like to justify this film for all native people. He's the only person in the movie that doesn't act as a little hard out. He's the only person who who just shows up for the money. Like, like he <laughs> obviously is like, God damn damn it <laughs> another he's like I, he's i'm like, so I, fucking tired of doing like, this i'm tired of waiting fucking tables and i need a paycheck and i need my, i need acting credits oh but my damn God. i don't want to do this fucking bullshit all righty well thank you for listening dear listener my beauty my love um we're going to be back rather soon with another podcast for you we're we're trucking we're gonna keep them rolling weekly motherfucking things out here like we're doing pretty good we're also talking about potential guests yeah we have azzy uh azzy is my partner uh in both crime and life and she would love to come on and perhaps talk about like suspiria or alicarda or something that she really loves uh and also we have a friend we'll just give him a shout out his name is Caden. he's from night crime is his youtube channel but he's kind of local to us so we're probably going to have him on the podcast yeah and talk about some gross shit one of these yeah. days he's a kid he's a good kid good, good kid. kid it's unfortunate that we're in such a mad city <laughs> how many times are you gonna make that <laughs> i don't get to meet good kids re- very often that i get to say that joke about so so i get to make it you know at least once anyway thank you for listening uh, my dear, my loves, um, support us on the Patreon. We're we're gonna be working on on that, and and we're gonna have a new episode for you soon. We're working on like weekly episode. Like, like this is like, fuck, yeah. fucking insane. It's not that hard. I mean, we might slow down if we run out of, you know, like spicy titles constantly. I assume at some point we're gonna be like, okay, we can't fucking watch a movie every goddamn week, especially after work gets overwhelming. But yeah. for some reason. Things have been just working out right now. Yeah, just trucking along. Yeah, so you're getting weekly episodes and until the foreseeable future. Yeah. So we'll see you next week with another episode. I I love you. Goodbye. I've been May. Oh, and I've been Neo. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh fuck. With Twitter. Uh at Angstrom, at oh. Nick Spheres, at your take is X. See you next week. See you next week. Bye.